bad girl. Bad girl, bad girl. A bad girl no madova, boy pick me. Real Bad Gal Tings. I'm your host, Nish Maroon, and welcome to Bad Gal Chat Podcast. Now, let's get into the show. So, as per your request, I'm finally doing a cousin chat episode with yours truly, Charms, aka Felicia. How are you, Felicia? Hello, peoples. I am great. I am happy to be here with my cousin. Yes, cousin. I'm ready to spill all the tea for y'all. And y'all know I got some spicy opinions. So as per usual, as per usual. And honestly, what we're going to do is we're going to do a mess segment. We're just going to head straight into the mess. And, you know, Charmed is going to be there as my co-host for today so let's hop in because there's a lot of interesting things to discuss this retrograde been serious some serious tea has been coming out this retrograde so let me tell you i can concur so first things first let's talk about nigel and his ex-fiance of 17 years or partner of 17 years nazanin mandy they recently broke up and no. a lot of people are saying, oh, I, they were together 17 years and then they were only married two or three years. Mm-hmm. So people are hypothesizing that, you know, sometimes rushing to get married can actually ruin your relationship. How do you feel about, you know, the breakup between these two? Man, I'm sad about it. I'm not going to hold you. Like, you know, those couples in Hollywood that you're like, yeah, this is this is my manifest. This is what I'm manifesting for myself. Like for me, it's like anyone who knows the influencers, Kadine and Deval, like that's my manifested couple. But it's like, you know, they were definitely one of those couples that you look at and you're like, yeah, they're going to last. Like they're going to go the long haul. But I don't know. This retrograde has popped up with a lot of breakups, you know, in celebrity world, in my everyday life. I don't know. Something's just in the water. I don't, but I am sad about this one. I am too. Um, I don't know their life. I don't know their personal business, but I did hear on the read Kid Fury was bringing up the fact that allegedly Miguel like constantly was cheating. Um, so that could be a contributing factor. I mean, life of a rock star, right? But um, I'm a Miguel fan, hardcore, love his music. Um, so, you know, as a selfish fan, I'm like, ooh, an album? Are you going to do a little album? You have some material to work with? Breakups usually lead to an album, and I'm not mad at it. And at she's, a, she's one of my favorite models. Like, I love her look and her face, especially as a director. Like, so I'm hoping that some director sees her and is like, yo, let's get a creative concept going on this something. Like, you know, as sad as I am for the breakup, I'm hoping it leads to some creative material and concept from the both of them. I'm not going to lie. I agree. 10,000%. So um, I usually don't cover like Caucasians, but I just, I, me and my friend Crystal, shout out to Crystal. We're always talking about what's going on between Grimes and Elon Musk and Azalea Bank. Like all we do is talk about them. Like any news, like we always like joke about how kind of strange these three people are and interesting. Um, Shout out Grimes, you know, fellow Canadian. Uh, and I heard Elon Musk is low-key 
Canadian a bit too. Like he lived here. I don't know. But it's not just an alien. Right. Well, he his family are like Afrikaans or like white South Africans, and they've been in South Africa for a really long time. So that oh, they know, tell us. Yes, that alleged exploitation money. Um <laughs> I'm saying alleged. Uh, but anyways, they have announced as a couple that they are semi-separated, this new term. So as Elon put it, um, I can't recall because I thought I had it, but I can't recall exactly what he said, but he essentially said that they still see each other and like enjoy each other's company, but they're not fully together. And I, it seems like they're in the process of separating. It's like that midpoint. Um, how do you feel about the term semi-separated? Um, I feel like the term is stupid. I'm just going to be honest. Um, I feel like at the end of the day, if you're trying, I don't, I personally am not a person who believes in like labeling everything and everything having to have a label. If you guys are working it out and figuring it out, just say you're figuring it out. Like creating all these new terms, it just, it's very Elon Musk. Let's say that, <laughs> you know, as he attempts to create the iRobots that are going to take over our world. I just feel like it's not a necessary term. Like, you know, it's understandable. Sometimes two people grow apart and you still enjoy each other's company, but marriage is a complicated thing, you know, and sometimes adding that extra layer of responsibility just kind of messes up a situation for people. And, you know, I hope they're, you know, really working it out and really figuring it out. I hope they do figure it out, but I feel like that term semi-separated is, there's so many other terms that exist that could apply just say it's complicated I don't know I also feel like you said like marriage is a big commitment and a big shift but also they had a kid recently exactly and this is no shade at all but Grimes I always just looked at her as like the rave girl you know what I mean the electronic music girl so I never as an outsider I never like imagined that she'd want to settle down yeah so she has to redefine herself now you know from Agreed. an artist, quirky art girl to now uh, artist a and mom. who's a mother and a, and yeah. a wife. Yeah, it's true. And honestly, it's it's a lot of that going on because even uh, Sterling Shepard of the New York Giants, him and Chanel Amon, they just she just dumped all of content of him off her Instagram. Really? You're spilling yeah, tea. When I tell you the breakups, I've been hearing breakup after breakup after breakup all retrograde. Beautiful family. Know, beautiful family. And now it's like on her Instagram, there's no trace of him. She's basically moving as a single mom. And, you know, wow. even her with her being a model, I remember her in her early career, not really imagining her being the settled down type. But, you know, I, I guess it shows like you never really know what someone wants out of their life even if they have a certain lifestyle like you know Grimes is I I have the same feeling like I never really imagined her as the settle down be a mom type either but you know I feel like I could say the same about myself if I wanted to it takes the right person it really does person. it just takes the right person of like really kind of bringing that out of you and starting that that motion so and also I think sometimes we just come to realizations on our own I know for myself um for instance when I even started this podcast I didn't even really care for marriage like that I could have seen myself just in a common law relationship with my dogs and a very lush garden and my man just kicking it until we go gray 
And then lockdown happened and I was spending so much time by myself, just like thinking about the world and different types of things. And I'm like, okay, at the end of the day, I'm an only child. (laughs) I'm the only one (laughs) on this planet who has these two, you know, people's genetics coming Mm -hmm. together. And I don't want to leave the earth and not leave something here. That's my legacy. You know, like our children are like our legacy and they do represent us after we're gone and they continue to So, I want to be an ancestor one day. <laughs> you know, like, that's all I, like, I, back in the day, I used to be like, nah, I'm just have my company. My company is going to be yeah. my child. Like, my creative, my pro- my projects will be my children. But then, you know, you meet that person, you're like, maybe I can have a, a kid or two named Brooklyn and Kingston that <laughs> I leave in this world. <laughs> like, maybe I could do that, like. That could be a thing, sure. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the right person, you know. It definitely does take that right person to make you feel like not only that you like can have it, but also that you can have the capacity to even raise a child together. Because that's all. Because there's one thing to be like, yeah, I want to have a baby with this person. It's another to see a person and be like, yeah, I actually want to like raise a family with you and I see where their values align with that option you know exactly and I think you can you know enjoy somebody's company love them but are you guys fit to become a team and raise a family together that's all another element and that's why I think some people break up too is that yeah we get along we're cool but now that we have like the white picket fence and and the kids and everything we don't really gel like that Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why there's certain conversations you have to have prior to making certain commitments. Like for me, it's important for me to be a wife before I'm a mom. Like, but even in thinking that, like knowing that being a mom is something I want to experience down the line, Mm -hmm. let's talk about how were you raised? What are the values that were instilled in you? How do you plan on, what values do you plan on instilling in your children? Like, Mm -hmm. how do you imagine your partner being a part of that process? Like, there's conversations that have to be had that you can't just, oh, I love you. Let's make a baby. Like, it's not that simple at mm-hmm. all. So I feel like, I, you know, especially seeing a lot of these couples that are breaking up and a lot of them do have young kids. It's it's clear that, you know, that was a turning point and, and realizing I love this person, but this is not the person I want to raise a family with. So. And that's another thing that I've been thinking about a lot recently, Felicia, is like, Sometimes we can rock with people, but they might not be the best fit to be the father to our children or mm-hmm. to the husband that we desire and, and long for or need. Right. And there might be somebody who has those characteristics of being a great father, a great husband, but you, the love aspect is kind of like not as strong. Oh, right. It's kind of like, okay, you meet, you check the list, you meet the criteria but the connection the sparks aren't there sparks aren't there there's no passion right right how do one navigate that honestly it's it sucks because it's like I see that a lot like and I believe that no one has one soulmate in this world like I believe we have multiple soulmates you know everyone has their person and that one but I believe everyone has like millions of soulmates walking around like you could be walking on the street and pass your soulmate and don't even know you know but I think sometimes when the sparks just aren't there they're not there and I'm a believer in for any relationship to go the long haul 
it has to have those all-encompassing factors. It can't just be sparks. It can't just be, oh, this is going to make a good husband. It can't just be, oh, it's going to make a good dad. Like every, the whole package has to be there. No one's perfect, but at least you have to work towards. Mm -hmm. But there's some things you can't really work towards passion and sparks. It's either there or it's not to me, you know? A thousand percent. You know, like you can work towards being a great husband. You can work towards being a great dad. But if the sparks and the passion just ain't there, it just ain't there. It's not there. And that's the thing. Another element of that is your kids are going to see that. Mm -hmm. You guys don't really gel and Mm -hmm. they're going to think that's normal. Right. And this, that's, it's going to affect their, how they develop their own relationships one day. You know, I grew up in a two parent household with my mom and dad. And, you know, I grew up seeing a couple where they were not only good parents and and good to each other as partners, but also they had sparks, they had passion. They, you could tell they loved each other and like had that, those feelings for one another, you know, they're definitely besties. They're definitely besties. Yeah. (laughs) Your parents are like friends. Like, yeah, like they're definitely besties. It's like, (laughs) well, for me seeing that, it's like, I, that was something that was important to me. And you can attest, you see me and Sean, like, yes. You know, like that's my best friend. Like, yeah. you know, I tell him anytime someone comes to me with some tea, he's the first one I'm going to. <laughs> exactly. like, like, anyone comes to me is like, oh, don't tell anyone. I'm like, as long as you know that has an asterisk, that means I'm not gonna tell anyone else, mm-hmm. but he will know. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know the information. He'll be privy to what's happening. Yeah. Like, you my know. friend is like that with her man too. She's just like, girl, I just want to let you, everything you're telling me, you know, I'm going to tell him. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, and pe- you know, people can trust, he ain't going to say nothing. Like, who he telling? Right. But it's exactly. just like, just know when I need to spill some tea, he's the first person I'm calling, <laughs> you know? But it's like, at the same time, I look at him and I see where, yes, you can be a good dad. Like, yes, you can be a, you know, like I see him with his nephew. Like, he's an amazing uncle, you know? I see him even with his family, like he's a family man type guy. Like, so it's like certain factors are laying out that make this all encompassing picture. Like, okay, yes, this is a partnership that can work. You know, not everyone gets that. And not everyone's even willing to work towards that. People kind of just want things to fall in place. And it don't always happen. No, nope, not at all. You know, some speaking of people breaking up early and children involved and breakups, um, one Ryan Henry from Black Ink Crew <laughs> Yikes. Sat, down, sat down with his ex best friend, not friend, best ex friend, best friend, yep, to discuss why he slept with his best friend's um, baby mother like the mother of his child, of the best friend's child. Mm-hmm. So he admitted and was having this conversation and dialogue with him to say, hey, yeah, um, I slept with your, your baby mama. I did that. And the guy, his best friend was just like, uh, you're the godson to my child. Like, you are my bestie and you did this to me. Right. How how does one navigate that type of betrayal? And is this a forgivable act? Um, it's hard because I don't know if anyone has seen like the clip of the actual conversation. Like I sat down and watched a clip of like the conversation they had together. And from what Ryan was saying, he was in a really dark place in his life, you know, and his mental health definitely had a huge effect 
on why he did it. You know, he definitely said that he was not himself and moving really recklessly because he wasn't himself. Like, I'm pretty sure this is not something he was doing out of spite or just doing because he just didn't care about his friend. Like, I don't think he'd even be sitting down to have these conversations now if there wasn't a level of care. But in terms of forgiveness, I do believe everything in this world is a forgivable act. The question is more, is it a forgettable act? Um, forgivable, yes. Forgettable, I appreciate the apology. I appreciate, you know, the taking of accountability. But for me, that'd be the end of the friendship for life. You know, like, I'm sorry that you went through what you went through. Sorry that you were in a reckless place and not in a good place. But, you know, I can't sit there and act like it didn't hurt. You know, like, that's something for me. I don't think I could just ignore and be like, oh, it's fine. Yeah, we'll rebuild. Like, it's one thing if it was a, oh, you flirted or you went on a date or something. Or even if it was like, oh, you, you know, had sex with my ex. Like, certain things, fine. We could work through that. And it's going to take time. But this is someone who they share a seed with. This is the mother of his child. There are certain lines you just don't cross. And I really do hope they continue to have conversations to come to an understanding of why it happened and what the future of their relationship is. But it's forgivable, but it's definitely not forgettable at all. I I agree with you. Um, I think I would definitely, for me, especially when it comes to people that I've had love for, I'll always forgive them. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't have access to me. Right. Exactly. If it's something so deep, if it's something petty, mm-hmm. a little lie or whatever, you hurt my feelings. Right. Yeah, we can navigate through rebuilding our friendship. Yeah, you know, but nothing that, that deep of a betrayal. That's. Um, I will also add though, like I feel like the baby mama's accountability was missing from this. Oh, big marriage. facts. Big facts. Um, because this is also somebody who is willing to sleep with you. Right, right. And, you know, that's right. an issue in itself. Because for right. me, if I was, you know, the best friend's mother of his child or whatever, baby mama, I don't even want to place myself in that bracket. But if I was her, I'd be like, nah, that's too. You that's know, too, that's, that's too what crazy. I'm saying. Like, as much as people are talking about, oh, Ryan was wrong, Ryan was wrong. This, it takes two. It takes two to tango. And unless she comes out and is like, oh, it was a sexual assault, which it ain't come out to say that, you know, like you were just as responsible, which means you betrayed this person you had a child with as well, you know? And I hope he, I hope he realized that. Like, I really hope he sees that and has conversations with her too and doesn't just put all this blame because it doesn't matter who made the first move. Like you said, it's, she also had to say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I really hope he doesn't just place all the blame on Ryan because you can tell Ryan has heard about it. Like you can tell he's he he's very much sad and very much holding himself accountable mm-hmm. for what he did. But I really hope people in the world, because in situations like that, it's very easy to come at the man yeah. and just be like, oh, he's wrong. He's wrong. But I really hope viewers and like, you know, people who are following the story also see where like she was wrong too you know mm-hmm. definitely is on both of them 
And I think the reason why we see men as the ones doing wrong in these types of scenarios is because we automatically just think that the man is the one pursuing Mm -hmm. the sexual contact. And sometimes that's not the case. She could have been the one. You know, like seeing him, he's down on his luck, you know, maybe his self-esteem is a little low or whatever. And mm-hmm. she's trying to get back at her baby daddy. And exactly. exactly. We don't know who pursued who. Exactly. We don't know the full story. We can't see the text threads. No, nope. we, we don't have, you know, we can't see what happened. You know, she, like you said, she could have seen that he was in a very dark place and took advantage. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Exactly. But like- um, <laughs> I have a question. This is kind of like a, you know, quick little weird question, but I love weird questions. There was this uh, scenario that went viral. Uh, It seems to be some sort of dating show. And one of the girls called the guy the wrong name on the date. Is that a red flag for you if you're on a first date and the person's just like, oh, Fiona, I mean, Felicia. Um, it's definitely a red flag, but it's not a stop sign. So like an orange flag, maybe? Yeah, it's like a, it's like a yellow light. It's like a hold up. It's like a hold up. Okay. (laughs) Because it's like, if you're just dating, especially if it's like a first date, I don't expect there to be an exclusivity where I'm the only person on your mind. I'm the only person you're going out to dates with. Because who knows? Maybe you was out on a date the night before, you know, or maybe you was talking to them while you was getting ready for our date like who knows you know who knows why that happened um but I definitely have to call you out on it I definitely have to be like um listen if you're gonna be going out on dates with me I'm gonna need you to remember who you're on a date with (laughs) and call me my name you know because typically if I was going on a date with someone that means we've had conversations we probably have facetimed already like there's been some a significant amount of interaction where you shouldn't really be mixing me up with other people. Um, if they can't offer some kind of like, you know, my apologies, da, 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 and the rest of the date is trash, they not seeing me again. But like, if the rest of the date is still cool, the vibe is still there, you know, they apologize, you know, I can see, I can forgive them for it and see where it goes. But it's definitely it's not a it's not a red flag, but it's definitely a a little yellow light of just like hmm, <laughs> I'm gonna open my eyes a little more and really now I'm really like watching you to see what's up because that's a little sus. That's I definitely. Agree. I couldn't have said it better myself, so I'm not even gonna call add anything because yes, <laughs> but like, no, not I'm- everything is a red flag. That's all I'll say. That's. Let's talk about that, actually. I think we've gotten so used to red flag this, red flag, oh, that's a red flag, that's a red... When some things are just mistakes, we're bound to mess up. Right. Some things are just oversights. We just don't think... We don't perceive it to be hurtful or to be problematic, Mm -hmm. and it is. Um, So I think we need to give each other a little bit more leeway in the dating arena. Um. There are certain things that are just straight up disrespectful, Facts. you know, like we, I don't know. I feel like we're a little all too sensitive and I get it. We're, we're all trying to protect ourselves. So we're all trying to make sure our boundaries are very clear, but like, make sure, you know, when you're setting a boundary and you're, and you're putting up a brick wall, mm-hmm. you know, like, cause there's a difference. Cause a boundary to me, when I think boundaries, 
I think of like, like, I don't even know what those called, but like, you know, when you pull up to a garage and it has the little thing that can go up or down, like to me, yeah. that's a boundary, you know, there's a difference between that and like, nah, <laughs> like don't pass, you know, but I think it's just because we're all too sensitive right now. I think we're all a little too aware of our traumas and too aware of our hurt. Like me, I'm a very, I'm a cancer moon and rising. Like I'm sensitive, like I'm a super sensitive person. So I get it. I'm always like doing what I got to do to protect myself. But I feel like when you protect yourself too much, you also prevent yourself from finding something real, you know, because I feel like like in this situation, if he called me by a wrong name, if it was a name that's similar, like you said, like my name is Felicia. He calls me Fiona. I wouldn't think nothing of it because, hey, that's my middle name. Maybe he read it wrong on my profile or maybe he's talking to someone with a similar name. Cool. But if my name is Felicia and you're calling me Catherine, mm. like, then I'm looking at you like, sir, like what's really going on here? You know, but I, it still wouldn't be a red flag. Like, I think for me, this is why I always tell people, anyone who asks me for dating advice, I tell everyone, make your list. Anyone who knows me knows know everyone knows the famous charm list. You got to have your negotiables, your non-negotiables, and your hell knows. Mm -hmm. Like those things that you're like, this person, my person has to have these things. Those things where you're like, it could go in either category. And those things where you're like, nah, dub, you know, and you got to be realistic when you have that list, you know, you and I were talking about this even earlier, like how is it, does it make a man a bum? if he does not have a job like hey, really, we were talking about this yes <laughs> well to me if he doesn't have a job it can it can be a little bit like hmm but it depends are you are you just in between jobs are you a creative so you're more focused on like your art are you just straight up being like nah I'm gonna live on unemployment like what is the factor behind that? You know, like context, context exactly. is and that goes with this red light thing. Is yep. that sometimes things can actually straight up appear as disrespect or a red light, but you need to think about the environmental factors exactly. <laughs> that's going on around surrounding this behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. And sometimes we can grant people empathy or revoke it in certain right. situations. Context makes such a difference. And that's what I told her. I'm like, that's giving more of an orange flag. It's not straight up. Yeah. Orange, it's kind of, hmm, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, context is everything. Like, don't throw up the flag until you review the play. Like, I'm a sports girl, so <laughs> watch your replays, guys. Like, <laughs> One of us had, could not. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you. Sports and I have a very strained relationship. But um, I wanted to touch on something you had said about you know, oversensitivity and everything like that. Um, because I think sensitivity is a virtue, but I think mm-hmm. you know, oversensitivity is a disease. Yep. I think that with like social media kind of coining these psycho like psychology terms and therapy oh. terms when you don't even really know what it like, for instance, gaslighting. Oh, oh I was gaslit. To be I was gaslit, manipulated, the person has to consciously know 
consciously like try to convince you that what you're feeling is wrong in order for them to gain something it's that that consciousness somebody just being like oh I don't remember you saying that or I don't think you said that out of pure just Mm -hmm. they don't know and it doesn't matter just not even understanding how what they said was wrong or hurtful like it it takes you know context like I that's why for me like I I have a very inappropriate and offensive sense of humor Mm -hmm. like I find like inappropriate jokes hilarious like I find jokes that people often like will cancel someone else for hilarious why because I know how to laugh at myself mm-hmm. like you know I know how to laugh at myself I know how to laugh at my communities like you know especially being a queer black woman like there's a lot of intersections there where people make jokes about the different populations I'm a part of all the time but yo, you gotta laugh. Like you gotta be able to laugh. Cousin, like here's here's where me and you always disagree on this. Cause, and I think this can lean a little bit more into this oversensitivity in dating. Is I'm in the middle with it because I don't like when people punch down. Mm. If you're a man and you're out here like doing some joke or some skit about how women are this and women are that, you're punching down to me because women we have enough shit to deal with. We don't need oh, yeah. you you know, joking and, and making light of our struggle. Mm-hmm. And um, that's like my only thing with problematic nature. Another thing for me is accountability. Yes. There are so many circumstances where I'm like, if you just said, yeah, I was a dick, <laughs> nobody would clock it ever. People would exactly. be like, oh, let's keep it pushing. You're being accountable. You realize exactly. what you've done and you're, you're changing the tide. But no, people want to be hard-headed. People are embarrassed and they take the immature route and just are Mm -hmm. not accountable. And people continue to punch down because they don't want to punch up because they're afraid of what the people above them are going to say. Right. That's why for me, I always love a good like show comedian person in my life who can make jokes with everybody. Mm -hmm. Like not just picking, oh, I'm just going to make jokes about Black women or I'm just going to make jokes about the queer community. Like I love a person who can make jokes about everybody Mm-hmm. even themselves you know like because even in dating like I don't like meeting a person who has mad strong opinions about one community but doesn't have nothing to say about another hmm. like don't give me mad like opinions about how you feel about black women but you ain't got nothing to say about black men. You have nothing to say about the LGBT community. Like if you're going to have such strong opinions, make sure you have strong opinions about across the board. Cause that's how I am. Mm. Like you can ask me about anything and you gonna hear my mouth. Right. Like, you know, so it's like, don't just give me strong opinions in one arena, but you too scared to enter the other. Like, nah, like, but at the same time, I don't like when people are oversensitive to one community, but not to the others. You know, like I hate I agree with that. I hate when like I love my queer community. I really do. But I hate when my queer community don't got nothing to say when it's a black, when it's something black, when it's something about black women, when it's something about, you know, non-binary, when it's something about female presenting folks, like, but they got everything to say if a comedian makes one joke about an LGBT community, like, but you wasn't making no comments when it was a different community being attacked. Like nah miss me with that like Mm -hmm. if you're gonna make a comment about being offended about your own community make sure you're ready to stand up for others too I hear a thousand percent that's Mm -hmm. like because me 
I know the communities I'm in. I know the communities that intersect in my life. But like, ask me if I'm offended when someone offends the Hispanic community. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Ask me if I'm offended if, you know, when people offend women in general. And I'm going to tell you, you know, like, it can't just be, oh, I'm offended because you in, you messed up about my community. It's, I'm going to take it personal. Like, nah, I'm, because at the end of the day, regardless of all our intersections, the biggest intersection we all share is we're all human. Mm-hmm. So for me, if you offend any human, I'm offended because mm-hmm. I'm a human too. You feel me? So I don't know, even in dating, it's just, it's hard I don't know. Everyone's so sensitive. Everyone's so like guarded up and buttoned up and like, oh my God, I don't want to be hurt. That's what love is all about. Taking the chance to get hurt. Taking the chance to get hurt. That's it. And you can't, you can't avoid it. But I think that's why hookup culture has gotten so popular, um, Felicia, is because you don't have to extend yourself. You don't have to extend vulnerability. Yep. You have to, you know, grow with a person, like see that out. You just go in, do what your you thing, and dip, you know. Yeah. And I've been, you know, I've definitely been, you know, back in my single wild child days. Like I definitely, you know, had my situations that were like that. Of course. But you can still get hurt. Oh, you yeah. Can, you can still get hurt just because you're not vulnerable emotionally hello, you're still vulnerable physically. People forget that. Like, baby, listen, for all my folks still on their sneaky links, still protect yourself. And I'm not just talking in the ways y'all immediately dirty minds went to. I'm talking, make sure you got a ride home. Make sure you got money for your Uber. (laughs) Like, you know, like, let's be honest. Speaking of protecting oneself, um, there was a tweet on Twitter mm. that cre- it was a it was a very interesting story. So here's how it goes. Um, a man posted, you know, a celebratory picture of him and his new wife walking down the aisle. And um this black girl quote tweets it and says, Can y'all believe me and this man was dating for two years? Took trips together was closing on a house, got matching tattoos, and he blocked me on all social media just for him, me to see him getting married on the TL. And people were like, wow, we can't believe he would do something like this. This is how these men are. Because when you read that tweet, don't, doesn't it kind of make you think, oh, was he sneaking Facts. around? And I, I, see, I know I know this story. So I'm going to give a trigger warning to people right now. I'm just going to throw that trigger warning thank right you. out there real thank quick. You. Thank you. Trigger warning for, um, thank you so much for reminding me. Trigger warning for um, abortion. Um and I think that's about it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so then the groom, the new groom, quote tweets her and says, she ain't going to tell me, she ain't going to tell y'all about the fact that she got rid of my fucking baby when I told her not to. Ugly ass, lame ass hoe. Yikes. Messy. Let's dive into this. Oh, it's messy. Um... Ooh, yeah it's a messy one and it's it's a messy one indeed and you know I on this one I'm I'm split 
Mm. I'm split, and usually I have a strong opinion on one side or the other. But this one, I'm. Oh, I'm I, was waiting. I know I'm split on this one because. So here's where my split comes in. On her end, listen, it is your body. You make the choice. You make your decisions. You know what you can handle. You know what you cannot. You do what you got to do. And clearly, this is a person. They were starting a life together. However, here's where the split happens. It takes two to make a baby. And it's very clear that they were in the path of starting a life together mm. and taking some major steps, like closing on a house. That's a big deal. Yes. That's a mortgage. Yes. That's that's your credit was run. Like, uh-huh. you know, like that's that means there was some conversations about having a long-term situation together. You know, here's my question. Clearly, I didn't talk about kids. Hmm. I might have talked about house and all the beautiful Instagram worthy things, but did y'all talk about kids? Because for her to make a decision to do that and you were not with that and that's where y'all were in your relationship means there was something disconnect disconnected, you know, like I see where he's coming from. If this is a woman he was willing to close on a house with, this is probably a woman he was willing to start a family with. You know, and even if it was a case where maybe it was a case where she just wasn't ready. Maybe she was like, yo, maybe it's just not the right time. And he felt it was. If that's the case, if that's what happened, yo, by all means, I feel her. And it's it's absolutely her choice, regardless, it's her choice, no matter what. But like there clearly was not a full extended conversation on what their future fully looked like. It looked like they wanted to take the fun steps, the let's get a house, let's go on vacation, let's do the this. Tattoos. The matching tattoos. First of all, I don't believe in getting tattoos dedicated to nobody because I believe it's bad luck. I believe as soon as you get it, that's when everything starts to go to shit. I think <laughs> romantic sons, yeah. Yeah. Family. Family yeah. is different. Yeah, family, yeah. absolutely. Romantic, I agree. Just like um, putting somebody in a music video is the kiss of death for your relationship. Yes, absolutely. Honestly, I feel like writing a song, putting out a song together with someone, period, mm-hmm. is the kiss of death. Because I look at G-Eazy and Halsey. I look at yeah. d and Naya, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, and that was a literal kiss of death. Sorry, Naya. I love you. We miss you. You know, I just feel like in this situation... There was definitely a disconnect in what their future fully looked like that they didn't talk about. And that's why I'm so split on it, because it's like, I know me and my relationship, like, we have these conversations, you know, and we know if we were in that situation, we know how we would handle it and we how we would talk about it. And the conversation would have to be had of like, how are you feeling? Okay, this is how I feel. How are you feeling? Because if they're going on vacation and buying a house, that means they were together. This is not a hookup that just ended bad. Like they were together, which means this was a decision they were supposed to be talking about together, you know? So I kind of got to give her the side eye and like, sis, did you not talk to your man when something big like this happened? But I also got to look at him and be like, bro, it's still her body though. So this one I'm toward. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, guys. I know y'all wanted me to have like some profound, like deep opinion, but this one I'm torn. Like, 
because especially being in a relationship that is heading in that direction where we've gone on vacation together we're planning a vacation now Mm -hmm. you know like that's not a decision I would have made by myself at all you know it's it's one thing if it was like I said if we were just talking or we were just hooking up but that was her man man and I cousin I hate to say it I'm also split on this um I first and foremost I'm pro-choice so same you know do what you gotta do with your life your body um I believe you know touching on what's happening in Texas right now like I just believe that women or people with uteruses have the right to safe abortions because right. if you don't provide safe abortions, people are going to get uh, abortions regardless and they're going right. to go through very dangerous routes to do so. And exactly. there's things to back that up. So exactly. um, even though it might not be something that I would do, I want other people to be able to make, to be able to make that choice for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, also like not everybody's religion or belief system right includes you know pro-life stances like there's plenty of religions who like to where abortion is not something that's outlawed right Um, so I feel as though (laughs) I'm gonna start with her I think it probably is very hurtful to her because in her perspective in her eyes everything was going well and then she's blocked and then Mm -hmm. she sees this photo so it almost seems like I don't want to say ghosting but it seems like she just got her communication cut off from him and then she just sees him living this new life and that's her her how much time passed Mm, it's a couple years because if so yeah if if it was a couple years move on exactly but also if it was like something like a month how did you just run and go that's what i'm saying you feel me like if it was like it was a month it was like a year then i'm looking a little like this there's more to this story yeah it's been a few years i'm kind of like girl you gotta move on yeah and like fair enough yeah to homies you know whole right first of all i did not like the combative language he was using big facts he like, I, I don't think and and let first of all we haven't even talked about the fact that why is she doing this on twitter mm. People, <laughs> yo if there's not like me i'm a petty person i love throwing a, a good sub on instagram don't get me wrong but like that is a like that's a real sensitive thing to just throw out on social media like that yeah and two girl he's here sharing a beautiful moment in his life on social media why you gotta be the debbie downer to come jumping in on your petty you know i'm salty about it like come on i think another aspect of it that i just realized is if he blocks you on all social media how can you see the post that has to mean there was mutual friends mutual but how is she able to quote tweet something that if she's blocked maybe he unblocked her just maybe he unblocked her over a few years maybe he got over it and because i've done that like i've had people blocked and then a few years later after i'm over it it's out of my system i'll unblock them and i'll you know because i ain't got nothing when it comes to me and blocking i've blocked men and slept with them so (laughs) (laughs) while they're blocked so i feel you 
Blocking and me have a very interesting relationship. I feel you. (laughs) It takes a lot for me to block someone because I'm a person that I don't, I ain't got nothing to hide. Like, that's the Blocking, yeah, you have to just majorly piss me off. Yeah, like, majorly. I'm not like one of those people who, oh, um, we don't talk anymore, so I'm just going to block you. Right. I'm not one of those people. Not at all. No, not at all. Um, disrespects warrants right. but right. as I was saying, I didn't like the language he was using, the abrasive language, okay. and because that also makes me think: number one, you're newly married. Why do you have this much energy and like them for her? And number two, like that's kind of like bordering on abusive language, like and it's unnecessary. Yeah. Honestly, um, I I I I agree with you there, but I also can see his anger. I was about to just say that. No, I was yeah. about to literally just say that. That obviously, when he's on his ones with when he's with his boys, he can cuss her out, do whatever. But I think to do that on like a public platform is like, right. especially to a black woman, I just feel like eh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little, little much. It's a little, a little much. much. If if mm-hmm. my homie was like, oh, this ugly asshole, she did X, Y, and Z. I'm so mm-hmm. mad at her. Blah 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 blah. I would mm-hmm. be like, hey, like, let's not use misogynistic language. Right. Well, he's angry, but after be like, hey, you know, I didn't really respect. Those. And hopefully, there can be some conversation around right. toxic language. But obviously, in the heat of the moment, when people are angry, we do say mm-hmm. problematic shit. As yeah. I say, I've said this like a couple times this season already. I'm problematic. I will tell you right now, you don't have to dig for shit. I am. <laughs> but I'm accountable about my shit. I feel you. Same. In terms of the abortion thing, like, I hear where he's coming from, but don't nut in people if you can't come to the realization that that's something that can happen. That they can happen. Exactly. But I do see his anger and I see why he, like, react that way. Because here it is. You're trying to live in this beautiful moment with your new wife and you're sharing mm-hmm. it on social media. And here comes this person who's clearly still holding a grudge and they're just coming to like shit on your parade it's like it's not it's not okay i would i would have been angry too you know like oh of course so angry too so i i that's why i'm so torn on it because it's like i definitely see both sides and i get his anger of being like now you know my child my potential child is just dashed away Mm -hmm. and i didn't really have any say in that and that hurts me he has every right to feel that way every Mm -hmm. single right but also recognize when you put your dick in somebody and you come inside of them right something that there's a yo but who's to say but you know even in that like i think he also i think part of that is and it's a deeper conversation you know it's what are the the commitments that person makes when they're in a relationship because if you're in a relationship and you're buying a house, that means y'all been together for a while. That means you're likely having unprotected sex. It's not like a hookup. <laughs> right. It's for y'all probably like she maybe she missed a week of her birth control. Maybe she, you know, anything could have happened that led to this. But in his mind, he was like, well, if it happens, I'm ready to be a dad because I love this woman and I want to spend my life with this person. And I think for him, it probably could have felt like, damn, maybe you don't feel the same way about me. Mm. Or why don't you trust me as a man to take care of this child with you? Like, there's a lot of questions that I think came up for him that probably really hurt for him to realize that, yo, this woman that I thought I was starting a life with, 
maybe ain't even that ready to start a life on me as much as she says she is, mm-hmm. you know, because it's one thing to buy a house with someone and get tattoos, but like nothing is as permanent as bringing a child into this world. Yes. And so she might have been moving like this and, you know, buying a house and getting the tattoos and like, yeah, I love you. Let's do this. But then the minute a child became a factor was like, wait, I don't know if this is the man I want to raise a child with. And that probably hurt him too, you know, like. And I will say on top of all of this, um, I know of a handful of men who have actual trauma from their babies or their fetuses, I guess you could say, being aborted. And the, the depression, the impact that has on a man's mental health. And to recognize me supporting men. Wow, rare moment. Um, <laughs> gotta put sparks here. Like, oh my God. Blaster. But to think about the environment that patriarchy has created where men can't even have or tend not to have as deep um, conversations or feel like it's weak to, to talk about mm-hmm. uh, the burdens that they're carrying. That's even more like destructive. Us as women, um, for instance, I know a handful of my friends as well who we've had conversations as a friend group um, where our friends have been like, yeah, I'm going to be real. Earlier this year, I got an abortion. And then another person says me too. And another person says me too. Mm -hmm. And we all cry about it and we lick our wounds and we keep Mm -hmm. pushing. You know what I mean? And I don't feel like with a lot of men, there's as much space, safe space for that. Typically. Not at all. Not at all. You know, it's, it's and I have a very similar experience where it's like I you know you'll be sitting with your friends and you'll lick your wounds whether it's an abortion or a breakup we have that space we've created that space as women, you know, but I think also part of and it comes back to our oversensitivity that we mentioned like I think we put so much emphasis into protecting certain communities that we forget everyone needs protection it ain't just it's not just women it's not just black women like. And this is coming from me. I'm a girl who I grew up having mostly male friendships. Mm -hmm. So I've had those conversations with my guy friends of how they feel and those really intimate, vulnerable moments where they're really hurt by things like that that happen, you know, and it's we forget sometimes as women because we're so caught up in protecting ourselves and our rights and our bodies and our mentalities that is like we forget that they need to be protected, too. And that they have feelings as well. I will say this, though, Kazo. When it comes into, like, this type of conversation about protection, I feel very strongly that I it's not my role to protect a man. Again, I'm talking about punching up and punching down. Mm-hmm. If you have more social power than me and what have you, it's not my role to to protect you, especially if I'm not getting that in reciprocation. Like I'm not. Right. If there's reciprocation, I will jump in front of a bus for you. Right. But that's what I was about to say. I feel like if it's in terms of the gen- general male population, you know, I have mixed feelings about it. I do believe that we all got to protect each other. Like I said, human is human. We all have to protect one another. Well, except for certain people, but. <laughs> those people but you know I do believe that you know as people we are we should protect each other but 
especially in a situation like what it seems they were in where they're in a relationship you as a man and a woman you are there to protect one another you are there to support one another you are there to, to really do that and it just seems like she did a lot of thought on protecting herself and didn't really put too much care in protecting her man but i will say um we don't know because she could have right in consideration into how he would have felt but also considered the fact that she's not ready for motherhood mm-hmm. right um so i don't know i don't want to put too much of that on her right um but yeah that's where it comes because again in terms of relationship obviously if i'm in a relationship with a man i'm gonna protect mm-hmm. him because i'm getting that protection you know right. and, and it's a cycle it's a cycle mm-hmm. where we give we get we give we get right. Um, but yeah, of course, in a general stance, I, I see a lot of this conversation online with like black women and everything. Oh, black men are struggling, they're hurting and everything. And I'm like, they, that starts with them. <laughs> For me, in my in my head, when we talk about patriarchy, that starts with y'all. You guys need to cultivate safe spaces for each other because right. that's more additional labor for me as a black woman to ensure that your community of black men who are strayed and have the most privilege in our community are are safe and taken care of now fam but i think part of it is to like wanting to be you know wanting to have that safe space but i think sometimes they feel so much pressure to create safe spaces for us that you know sometimes they forget about themselves i think and it starts there though it definitely starts there Everything like for starts me, with yourself yeah it definitely starts with us but i think part of it is who's teaching them that like who's teaching them the, the, to protect themselves? Like the most black men will learn is, oh, if if a kid pushes you on the playground, you hit him back. Right. Like who's teaching them to protect their 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 selves, their mental state, their emotions? Like who? No one's teaching them that. You know, a lot of these men are not learning that until they get into their twenties, thirties, forties, and they're meeting the woman they love or the person that they love, and realizing dang, I don't know how to protect myself. Like, I'm be honest, I've had this conversation even with my own man. Like, and the fact that a lot of the vulnerable and intimate conversations that we have, these are not conversations he's ever had in his life prior yeah. to meeting me, you yeah. know? So I think it definitely starts with self, but I think we also have to remember, like, just the same way we Black women had to learn to protect ourselves many ways, we got, you know, we also have to like share that knowledge too. Cause I think we have a lot more access to what it means to create a safe space. Mm-hmm. They don't know what a safe space looks like. Like I, I respect even one of Sean's best friends. He actually does this. This is actually what he does with his life, you know, is creating safe space for black men to talk, you know, and I love him for it. I absolutely love him. Yeah. I can't wait, you know, to see how much it grows, but it's like, that's something he had to learn and he'll and like people will tell you people he's worked will tell you like they learned how to do that by watching the black woman in their life do it for their community i will say i think teaching folks how to care for themselves i don't define that as labor because if somebody asks me how to do something and i'm like oh first you know you do x y and z and then you can do it on your own I don't mm-hmm. see that as labor. I see labor as me putting in the groundwork and continuing right. doing everything for you. 
that I think we can definitely share and we have as well. Right. We're always willing to do so. Um, I don't, I, I wouldn't say always. Yes, I, would, so. I don't think so. Cause I, I, generally I, I that think that is the, that is what's happened. And I think maybe now it's a lot less, but it's because we've done a lot of this. Um, we've extended ourselves just to, you know, get disrespect or not have the extension mm-hmm. of black men. Right. Um, so I think, that- I think honestly, I think part of the extension that we've done though, and the problem is, and, and we were also talking about this earlier, that mm-hmm. self-manipulation. Hey. I, we do too much, too that- fast, and then you get hurt. And mm-hmm. then you want to be like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't trust these men. I don't trust these, these ain't their trash, they're this to that. But you put yourself in that position. You feel me? Let's I feel like on this a little bit. So yeah, like, like I, f- I don't know. Like I feel like manipulation whole- because there are men who are trash. There are fucked up situations, but right. sometimes it's people like, and not to victim shame. And I'm not talking about abuse or anything. I'm talking right. about the willingness that we participate in our own manipulation. Exactly, exactly. Because I feel like you know there is, especially in this dating world, like you cannot give wifey you know, wifey mm-hmm. attributes to someone who ain't earned that, you yeah. know, and sometimes people do. And then it, they get, you know, shot in the back and it's like, oh, you hurt me. You manipulated me. You did this. But no, you put yourself in that position where you you didn't allow yourself to like you set boundaries for them. You didn't set boundaries for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why I feel like it's not a case where we always put in that labor because I feel like we've gotten to a point where a lot of black women that I've seen and experienced and even talked to, like, you know, expect so much of men and they feel like in order for them to get what they expect of men, they have to give so much of themselves and you don't. And then because they give so much of themselves and they don't get it back because maybe he wasn't ready for it. Maybe he didn't even know how to give it back. Maybe he didn't even say that he wanted it. Maybe he didn't even say he wanted to give it back. Maybe he didn't even say he wanted you to be wifey. But you over here. Maybe he didn't even say that he wanted you. Hello. You feel me? Like, I feel like we do so much of putting ourselves in a position to be hurt. And then we get hurt. And then we're like, oh, I never want to do this again. But it's like you have to set just the same way you set boundaries for everybody else in your life Hmm. You have to set boundaries for yourself you have to know like look like i said i'm a sag but i am also a cancer rising and a cancer moon i am a sensitive ass person so for me i have to set boundaries for myself to know like there's certain information that i cannot share too fast there's certain experiences that i cannot do too quickly there's just certain things that I have to know for myself and make a note to know, okay, I got to have boundaries so that I don't get myself hurt. You and know, it's a seesaw. It is a seesaw. One person's showing out. The next person has to show. Right. It's a balance. It's a teeter. It's a talk. Right. Um, And I, for me, I, that was a big lesson I had to learn. Mm-hmm. Not to gloat. I'm really not trying to <laughs> gloat when I say this, but I, I just, I like to give, like, I love to give to my friends, to my family, whatever. So it's just like in my nature. So to right. stop myself from doing that has been really hard. Like it, it's something that you have to practice. Yeah, it I is. Like, okay. I need X, Y, and Z before I unleash this. That's right. something I've said this on the show a few times that I don't cook for men. 
I feel I you. Cook for men, unless we're in a relationship. I feel you. That, um, that was one of mine. I did not cook for no. someone if we were together. Oh, yep. Exactly. We can yep. order out. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll run out to the pizza shop and get mm-hmm. a couple slices. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll run out to Starbucks and get us, you know what I mean? No. Um, a latte. Right. Breakfast, but I'm not going to my good, good stove and cooking eggs mm-hmm. and bacon, grits and sausage. I'm right. Not doing that. Right. Um, so it's just little things, especially because I find I find this is kind of an issue in our city, too, is that a lot of men expect women to do wifey things without doing husband things and what I <laughs> is if you want her to be a wife and cook and clean and do all and do your laundry and whatever and do all these things for you why aren't you paying her bills why aren't you paying for her hair her nails her lashes exactly. her brows um because if you look at it in a traditional sense you should be doing that but I think men are a little confused in modern dating and they think oh no 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 no, no. she can give me that and I don't have to do anything that's not how it works. I agreed. You know, and part of it is a lot of, there's a lot of mommy issues and we ain't even going to get into that part. <laughs> Again, talk about hearing our trauma. <laughs> you know, like, but I think at the end of the day, at, as people, we got to protect ourselves. We have to set our own boundaries, not just for others and the outside, but keeping in mind, like the same way you set boundaries for other people, because people are human and people are bound to make mistakes. Remember, you two are a human and you're bound to make mistakes. You've got to set boundaries for yourself. Yes. No. And I think even just going back to, you know, the situation with the the girl on Twitter, like she I don't know if she set that boundary for herself to know, like, like, I'm sorry, I'm not putting money down on a house if 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 I don't have a ring. I was about to bring that up early. I'm so happy you did. Yeah, like, I don't, I'm not, there's certain steps I'm not doing until I have a ring, until I have a certain level of commitment, you know, and that's a boundary you have to set, you know, like, like I always tell Sean, I'm not willing to be a mom unless I'm a wife. Yeah. Like, I want to be a wife for at least a year or two before I even think about being a mom. Experience that married life. Yeah, exactly, you know, and I think, and then a day, the the same way I think a lot of men, you know, I think a lot of men have learned to set that boundary for themselves of not doing husband things if if they don't see a girl as their wife. Yeah. You gotta do the same thing. Exactly. Don't do them wifey things. You over here trying to cook for him, clean for him, start a business together, do all this type of things. Like, you know. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta have your boundaries. Amen. And on that note, thank you so much for joining me on Cousin Chat. We will definitely do this again. Oh yes, (laughs) I'm coming back, guys. And bring Sean next time. Next time you come back, we gonna we gonna have a whole. Listen, I will bring him on so y'all can listen. If y'all have questions, y'all already know to DM with questions. If y'all wanna, if y'all have questions about relationships, y'all have questions about him just as a man and his perspectives on things yo shoot us some questions like yes exactly. i love asking him find you a sean? yeah yeah you want to find you a sean let me know like listen I, I i'll be honest i will give y'all a whole how to manifest a man in your dreams lesson because there we go it, it don't it ain't easy <laughs> like sierra's prayer okay listen um, listen sierra's prayer but still live your life like 
uh-huh. like city, you know, you know just, hey, there we go. Okay. Is there anywhere where the people them can find you? Find me at Charmed, C to the H to the V to the R to the M to the D. Period. You no, know, find me there. I stay book busy and unbothered. Y'all already know this. Y'all know my opinions. If y'all want to hear more of my opinions, I'm not saying there is some content coming out, mm-hmm. but I'm not saying there's not. I also just started a new job. So y'all give me some grace to settle into my new role as I take a break from the heavy content creating. So, and if y'all are also in the States, yo, if you're in New York, if you're in the States and you need some creative direction or some photo shoots, hit me up. I am here. My partner is a photographer as well. So we do a lot of content together. We here and I'll be back for Cousin Chat next time. Yay. Bye y'all. Stay safe, happy and healthy.